Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 213 of Be The Drop, I chat with Dominic Legg, founder of Motion By Design, who shares his top tips on how to incorporate visual marketing into your business communications. Dom discusses lessons he's learnt through building his business and shares his thinking on current opportunities within the marketing landscape. This is Dom's version of Be The Drop. Are you starting a podcast? Narrative Marketing delivers a full range of podcast production and training options. Visit narrativemarketing.com.au or hit the link in the show notes for more details. Hey, Dom, thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. To get us started and learn a little bit more about you and what you do, you're going to explain to us your item of significance. Um, My item of significance is my computer. Um, I thought long and hard about this one because I feel like my item of significance changes with technology because technology enables me to be creative. So it probably started off when I was a kid as a pencil and paper and then it moved on to a computer and these days it might even be my iPad, whatever I've got on me to make something creative, camera, iPhone, yeah, anything like that. So you started with a pen and paper as a kid. Uh, So creativity has always been really strong and something that's important to you. Yeah, it actually started off with music and there was a, a few health conditions that I had that had that made me look elsewhere for my career and then sort of turn that creative energy into art and, and creating animation and stuff. So then you moved into animation. Was it literally from pen and paper and then directly into animation or was there a stage in between? Um, I think the first animation I made was probably stop motion. So, you know, claymation taking taking a few photos and making something move and i think that sort of really solidified my interest in it and then i was lucky enough to sort of be involved with some 3d animation as a kid as well so that sort of solidified again that wow i really want to do this and now you've obviously brought that together with your business motion by design and one of the things i wanted to start with was to really understand the space um, that you're talking about when you talk about doing motion graphics You know, video is obviously something I'm very familiar with as we produce video content. But what would you say is the difference between motion graphics and animation? The main difference I would say motion graphics is compared to animation is that motion graphics actually has things like text. It might have some photos. It might be a combination of media. So it might be some video with some text overlaid, some titles on screen. It could be a logo animation, but really it's about bringing graphic design to movement whereas animation tends to be creating something completely from scratch. Um, So motion graphics is probably something that most people use, even videographers, when they edit something and they have a few little titles here and there, whereas animation is just taking that next step and just creating a whole new world. For me, motion graphics is really useful for things like social media posts because it's a really quick, efficient way to get a message across, particularly in a short time frame. Whereas animation, if you're making something from scratch, you tend to need to invest more time, it has higher budgets, slower turnover, that type of thing. So 
I think those longer form projects where you're creating animation are fun as long as you've got the sort of budget and time frame to do it in. And working across these different mediums of animation and video motion graphics, why do you think visuals and video is so powerful for helping brands to tell their story? I think video has sort of been unleashed on the world as already as being the go-to media. I think it gets better engagement rates, you get more leads, you get more efficient marketing spend, all with video over still images. So I think everyone knows video is successful. It's just a matter of sort of breaking that boundary of how do I start, where do I start, how do I get into it? And it really comes down to creating con- constant content and well thought out content with good messages. So it doesn't even have to be video, but video is definitely the strong winner in that uh, in that sort of space. You mentioned that there's a barrier for businesses. They know that video is really important and they might understand that it gets engagement, but not know um, where to start and how to get involved with including video in their marketing content. So what tips or advice would you give to organizations considering video content, but not knowing how to get started? Think about your audience and what they want to see and sort of craft some content before you just jump in front of a camera. Um, For a lot of small businesses who that rely on a person being the front of the business, I would suggest that person get in front of a camera, record themselves as much as possible, you know, maybe once a day, maybe twice a day. It's going to get better. It's going to get easier um, and it's going to look better in the long run as well. So the more you do it, the better it will be. And I think like the more videos you upload, let's say to LinkedIn, people start tuning in. They might not watch the first one, they might not watch the second one, but they might watch the third one. So it's worth consistently just getting stuff out there and make sure the message is good. Yeah. So two really important points that you've covered there. That's around consistent content, but also making sure that you have good, appropriate messages. You know, sometimes People might be creating video for the sake of video or doing social media for the sake of social media because they feel like they should, but that's not necessarily going to get the results. No, particularly on on Facebook these days, like I don't think people are aware the lack of organic reach a post gets. Like I wouldn't bother with a Facebook post these days. That's me personally. Um, But especially business to business, it's it's not a space you should be looking at. Yeah. I think businesses and people are probably going to, I mean, it's, it's been in the news for a while now. People are starting to move away, look for other, other alternative media. I'm a strong believer that traditional media will come back. So things like newspaper, TV, they will sort of become a popular media again, particularly for some of the bigger businesses. So like brand recognition on TV, for instance, is so high. Whereas if you see a Facebook advert, you might forget about it the next day. A TV advert is proven to be in someone's memory for up to six months. So, I mean, that's huge brand awareness. So you've obviously been passionate about the creative process and are a creative person. How did you go about turning that into a business, creating your business motion by design? And what about the processes and learnings that may have, you know, come from the greatest challenges along that journey of setting up your business? I've been freelancing and working full time in the video advertising creative industry for quite a while. It's been probably probably almost 13 years. I think the biggest hurdle for me and for a lot of people probably in that space is going from being either a hobby or a part-time or a casual type thing to being that full-time income. 
Um, a lot of people say as a business owner, you have to take risks. You have to sort of step over that next hurdle. I think that is true. I think making that big step to be a full-time job, paying your bills with your job and that type of thing with your own company is a big step. But that can be made easier if you find a retainer client or one or two clients that are just going to join as you come along. So if you can earn at least a fair chunk of your full-time wage, it's worth jumping ship and starting your own business. But there's definitely some big hurdles when you go from being a sole trader to a business. So things like paying um, insurances and stuff, like it's just something you don't have to do and pay yourself differently so you don't just sort of dip into your company money, that type of thing. So, But realistically, I think running a business is not that more difficult than being a sole trader. I think just sort of jumping into that into that space in the first place is probably the biggest hoop so yeah for me getting a bookkeeper and an accountant was absolutely critical to maintaining business success because that that skill set is not my strength i went through a few accountants before i found the right one and i think that was a key moment in my career or in my business but i also think that finding the right software that you work with is, is probably also a big step so I started off with QuickBooks and it was the worst decision I ever made. Like it was, I spent maybe three, four hours a week doing my accounting and book work and then went across to zero. And now it's probably cut back to maybe 20 minutes. So before we were recording, we were chatting about how you're going through a process of heavily investing in your business right now, as you know, we go through COVID-19 and the impacts that that's had on business, you know, you've decided, yep. I'm going all in. I'm really throwing my energy and time and money behind this business. Can you tell us about that process? There's a lot of data that shows that brands who continue to market through depressions tend to turn out better at the end of it. So at the moment, particularly on socials and TV, there are a lot of people who have pulled out of marketing spend. So there's actually less people advertising. So if for the same money, you get better market share. So it's worthwhile advertising now, particularly like you think about how many people have been sitting at home watching TV. Like it's a great time to have TV advert on there. So I think same with social media, more people are on phones at right now, getting an advert in front of them is a good space. It doesn't have to be a call to action advert. You're probably not going to get a lead or a customer straight away, but it's a really good time to build brands at the moment. So I think if you're starting out or you're an established brand, it's worthwhile putting some more money in some advertising right now and just building your brand. And as you said, I mean, particularly in Victoria here in Australia, people are still stuck at home and my heart goes out to them. We've been so lucky in South Australia, but there are these captive audiences at the moment. And if less people are advertising, then there's more space, uh, less competition. So potentially it's a great time to to get involved and promote your business that's it and i think um i think it's really important that if your company can be national then you look for national leads like you look for national clients people in melbourne are still trying to run businesses from home like maybe they they can't film something maybe they can't go out and sell a house they need to rely on a video they need to rely on an animation like people need sort of that that communication to still happen to their audience and if you're at home, you can't do that. And for you in your business, that works because uh, obviously with video recording in person, we can't travel at the moment, but the animation side of things can be taken nationally because you don't necessarily need to be in the same location as your client. 
Yeah, I think it works better for some brands than others. Some brands just, just, it just doesn't happen well. It doesn't work well for their brand. But I think particularly government institutions, councils and stuff, they're looking for animation now to sort of help spread word rather than filming because it's the only thing they can do. Oh, thanks so much, Dom, for sharing your advice with us. In conclusion, though, can you give me your top tip for communication? So that's Dom's be the drop tip for communication that motivates and inspires. It's a tough one. I think um, be kind, be honest uh, and be helpful when you can, especially even to people who are your competitors. Just just lend a hand to anyone you can. And particularly South Australia, it's a small space. Like everyone knows each other. It's worthwhile making friends. And that's important. You know, wherever your community is, it's important and worthwhile to connect. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Dom. Thanks. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.